Hi, this is Randall Dobbins with Business Partner Blueprint, the world's number one small business accelerator delivering corporate supply chain education and training to women, minority, and small business owners around the world looking to build legacy businesses to give back. And I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Blueprint Pros podcast where we discuss how to land big corporate clients. And today, I'm so wonderful I can't stand myself. I want to welcome you back to our 10-part series on core business processes. So far, we've covered uh, customer strategy and relationships. We've covered employee development and satisfaction, quality, process improvement, and change management, financial analysis, reporting, and capital management. And this episode is on core business process number five, management responsibility. Now, I know you might be going, yeah, 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 Randall, I know. I, I got the whole management responsibility thing. But, I, you know, I want you to put this in context again. I want you to kind of think through what we're, what we're going after here. What we are talking about is under the category of why are these important? What, what does, why do you need to be competent, core competent in these things? At least, you, you know, seven, if not all of them, okay? Why, why is it critical to the success of your business and the success of how you interact with large companies? And so I'm going to spend a little bit more time on this one because this one not only sets you up for success with big companies, it sets you up for success in general. Okay, so let's let's talk about management responsibility. And in this case, management really and truly at the high level, we're talking about the stewardship of the company. Who is responsible? Who is accountable? Um, it's not necessarily who gets the work done. It's who's overseeing that the work is done per expectation, that the work is done to meet the objectives of the business. That gets you into the conversation of was the work done on time? Was it done properly? Was it the right work? Um, did you have the right people? That you know, all of that is encompassed in whether or not you 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 properly defined who's responsible for overseeing the work and did the work support the stated objectives of the company? So when we start talking about management responsibility. Let's just get to the essential skills. So we're going to talk about this in two parts. We're going to talk about the essential skills of a manager, and then we're going to talk about the work of a manager. Well, actually, let's do it in reverse. Let's talk about the work of a manager first, and then we're going to talk about the skills. So the work of a manager, clearly, or the work of management, hiring and staffing, making sure you have the right people. There's a big debate around whether or not you have the best people. Uh, one of my mentors, Michael Gerber, makes a very interesting argument. He talks about retail or fast food. And he makes the argument that you don't necessarily make the argument that retail or fast food hires the absolute best people. Um, and, and he doesn't mean that to be denigrating or disrespectful to anyone what he was actually getting at was if you're a business owner and you have well-defined processes then you should be able to bring 
competent and capable people in to execute against those processes. You clearly are going to have some great people, but not every single person has to be quote unquote great, but they do have to be capable and competent. And there's a fantastic business model that surrounds having well-defined processes so that you can bring capable and competent people in. And if they choose to go off and do other things, you can actually easily bring in other people. That's not to say that you won't have some great people and folks you won't miss, but you have um, a process designed that losing a person is not critical to the business. That's his only point. And if you design your business around that, where you have mostly capable and competent people and you have a few stars in other positions, potentially management, then you've actually set up a fantastic business model. Uh, highly repeatable, highly scalable. Highly repeatable, highly scalable. Because you have documented processes in place that allow you to bring people in that, that can perform and execute against that. So hiring and staffing is a big um, activity for a manager. Training new employees. Coaching and developing existing employees. Dealing with performance problems and terminations. Supporting problem resolution and decision making. Conducting timely performance evaluations. Translating corporate goals into functional and individual goals. Monitoring performance. Tr translating corporate goals into functional and individual goals. I want to repeat that one. That one's pretty substantial. Uh, especially if you bring on a new, new contract, a big corporate client. You have to understand what the goals are for the business and you then have to understand how you translate your goals that you have through the company to make you, you, sure you can support a big corporate client. Monitoring performance and initiating action to strengthen results. You know, we talked a lot about continuous improvement. Monitoring and controlling expenses and budgets. Tracking and reporting scorecard results to senior management. Planning and goal setting for future projects. That's just to name a few. Now, I'm, I'm hoping you aren't overwhelmed by that list. And I w I'm hoping you're not overwhelmed primarily because most of the people you're going to talk to in corporations at some point, you're going to come across a manager very quickly. And this is their day-to-day -day reality. So if this is your day-to-day -day reality or if you know something about this, you will be a kindred spirit you will understand what they're confronted with you'll be able to quickly easily and readily translate for them how what it is your company is offering uh, addresses a pain point in their business and then when you actually go out to go to lay out the project plan around what you're going to do and how you're going to do it then they get it because they they know that you know how a project has to actually perform with, within a team structure. What management's role and responsibilities are, what resources you need to bring on, what the budget needs to look like, and what the timing looks like. Because these are things they deal with. So just your general familiarity with that becomes huge. Now, you know, you don't have to have a team of, uh, you know, hundreds and thousands of people 
in order to, to, to know this, but you do have to have some sense within your company that this is the actual work of a manager. And as you begin to grow your business, make your business more successful, these are things that should should be natural for your management team under your your actual management responsibility. And this becomes very differentiated from you as a small business owner, perhaps doing a lot of things yourself. What you're now doing is beginning to provide the roadmap to how your business expands, how you bring additional people on, what do you have them doing, what is their functional responsibility, what roles are you going to have them uh, assigned to and, and address within the company. And that then allows you, because of the structure that you put in place, to communicate how and why your company, how your company is going to perform against a contract and why your company is best suited to do it and to provide the customer uh, confidence that yes, you can handle the business. So we've kind of talked about the work of a manager. So now let's uh, actually go back and talk about the essential skills of a manager. Now this shouldn't should not come as a surprise. Obviously, uh, there has to be leadership skills. Now there's a if you read Harvard Business Review and a whole host of other sources, you'll discover that there are um, differences between leaders and managers. Uh, not all leaders are good managers. Not all managers are leaders. Um, yeah, not all managers can become great leaders. Uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. But there has to be leadership capability because you have to motivate the troops. I think I was the best way I can talk about leadership is I was listening to um, an army general, General Schwarzkopf. Schwarzkopf was a U.S. Army general that commanded the forces in the uh, Desert Storm War when the U.S. went in to liberate uh, Kuwait from Iraq. And I was listening to him talk, and he was talking about uh, what is leadership, and he made a fascinating argument. He says, look, if I told you there was a million dollars in the back of the room, um, that that's not leadership because most people would get up and go and check it out and, and try and grab it all right that he said that's not leadership he said leadership is inspiring people to do what they otherwise would not choose to do on their own and that one's always struck with me because now we're talking about when you start talking about having a cause for your business, a, a vision, when you start talking about goals, objectives, when you start talking about culture, when you start talking about why people want to get up in the morning and come work for you, okay, what what is it? And then as you begin to add management, how do they then begin to distribute, uh, to demonstrate leadership? They may not be responsible for the vision of the company. But they are responsible for buying into the vision of the company, the strategies, the goals, the objectives of the company. And even at their level, uh, executing, uh, not executing, but at least providing leadership so that you keep the troops engaged. So that's a huge skill set. Communication. Oh, wow. Communication. Communication and a whole and, and, and about two or three related things. I had a 
friend of mine tell me, you know, people don't leave companies, they leave bosses. And you throw communication in there and an inability to do what they say they're going to do and uh, feeling like uh, uh, employees don't feel like they're, 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 their boss has their back, typically due to some breakdown in communication. Communication is a strong skill set of any manager. Uh, and, and once again, I'm, I'm just stating things that, that you probably already know, but we're just going to repeat them in case uh, it's something that you probably need to work on or get some additional support in or training in. Collaboration. Uh, and, and collaboration doesn't necessarily mean consensus. There's a lot of debate about that. Collaboration oftentimes means that you talk to other people in different departments you try and make sure that you bring as many perspectives into a process um, obviously sometimes not everybody's going to be on board but if they felt like they were at least communicated with their opinion was heard or at least was taken into consideration you've advanced the cause so collaboration is a, is a huge skill set. This isn't one of those things where you, you know, close the door to your office and you come up with all these great ideas on your own and then become frustrated because nobody understands how smart and how brilliant and how great a plan it is, but uh, they aren't doing anything with it. So you have to have, uh, as a manager, a good bill of collaboration. My goodness, you got to collaborate with customers. <laughs> Critical thinking. I think that one goes without saying, because you are, if, if, if you recall when we talked about financial analysis and reporting, where you wanted to design everything so that in a normal course of business, things work the way they're supposed to work. Therefore, you're dealing with issues based on exceptions, things that are popping, popping up out of the ordinary, things that you haven't considered, then you clearly need to have critical thinking to help think through okay something new came up what is the most effective way for us to integrate this into our process even if we have to rethink the process so that now that we know this is something we're going to have to deal with then uh, assuming it's 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 not a one-off how do we handle it whom all do we need to get involved what what is the impact by making a change all of those things. Finances. Clearly as a manager, gosh, one of the things, I didn't necessarily get fired for this, but it didn't help my case. Know your numbers. Finances. That's a huge thing. Uh, and, and I forget which episode, podcast episode it is, but I, I, I tell the story about how I didn't know my numbers. I, I did finally learn them, but I didn't know my numbers. And it is a number one skill set for any management. Uh, you have to know your numbers. And uh, project management. So we got leadership, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, finance, and project management. And obviously, most things that come into a manager is you have the day-to-day -day business that needs to get done, but there's always projects coming along, different things that need to, 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 to be handled. Call them opportunities, call them whatever you want to call them, but invariably you have projects that come through, in which case you have to look at what, what new activity can you accomplish with your existing resources, even if your resources are 100% utilized. 
how do you redo the work now we're back to critical thinking <laughs> uh, but project management just knowing how to staff a project how to get the right people on what's the the budget that you need to set aside for it what's the timeline how do you keep everybody on task and make sure that um, you've you've identified the uh, critical success success factors and you've identified any major milestones so that if a problem does come up that you've got plenty of time to deal with it hopefully before going over budget or um going uh or 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 going uh be, beyond the due date so project management skills are, are huge so once again just to repeat the essential skills of a manager Leadership, communication, collaboration, critical thinking, finance, project management. And then we talked about the work of a manager, which, again, hiring and staffing, training new employees, coaching and developing existing employees, dealing with performance problems and terminations, supporting problem res resolution and decision making, conducting timely performance evaluations, translating goals into functional and individual goals for the employees, monitoring performance and initiating action to strengthen results, monitoring and controlling expenses and budgets, tracking and reporting scorecard results to senior management, planning and goal setting for future periods. And if that's a core function of your business, which a lot of companies don't get right, and even in large corporations, they go through reorganizations to get their management structure down on, in some cases, every two years, every three years. This is always something that you're going to be working on. But so are your big corporate clients. They're always looking to be more productive and to be more efficient and to be more effective in their management and as well as the entire company. So do you need this to make money? Yes, you do. <laughs> you absolutely need um, uh, uh, effective management responsibility to make money. You absolutely do. The, uh, this alone is one of the major transition points from transitioning to a lifestyle business to a highly scalable legacy business it really and truly is it's just one of those one of those differentiators and so it has to become core to your business um so there you have it management responsibility uh in our next episode we're going to talk about number six Business process number six, customer acquisition, the sales process. You're going to love that one. And once again, you you uh, have these 10 core business processes and you will have finally moved yourself from the prima donna business. If you recall, we talked about the prima donna business and uh, how you could differentiate, uh, how, how you can, uh, how you can uh, move your business from a prima donna business to to a scalable business more of a become more of a business scientist than a prima donna but if you enjoyed this episode i want you to go to uh, www.blueprintpros and get on our email list and stay up to date on new episodes and other exciting news uh, as always leave me a message let me know what you think and if there are other topics you want me to cover and um uh, i did want to give you a special announcement we we are making a change to our business uh, right now, we're cultivating, creating a community uh, around the Strategic Alliance topic and how you actually use Strategic Alliances to build your legacy business. 
that that is actually what we do strategic alliances strategic alliances are the engine for building the legacy business of uh of your dream and scaling your business and bringing on a whole host of things that you perhaps don't have time or budget or money to do but you need in order to be more successful in the marketplace and so uh, uh we're we're creating a community around the strategic alliance topic in which case Everything that we do from this point forward will be application-based where we get to find out a little bit more about you and we can uh, make sure that we are able to address the needs for your business uh, as well. We're going to make sure that we're more deliberate in terms of exposing you to a community of people that are looking to do similar things. So uh, it's kind of exciting. We'll get uh, some more information on that. You'll see it in our social media and you'll see it on our website uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. But most everything we do will be by application. So we ask you to... uh, you know, uh, actually apply and become further ingrained in our community and um, get excited about some of the things that we're going to do in the uh, remainder of this quarter and into next year. So that's uh, what we have for today. Uh, please share this uh, podcast with your friends and colleagues and stay tuned uh, for a, a future episodes. Um, this is Randall Dobbins, and I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for tuning in.